Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to episode 61 of the Women's Running Podcast. I'm Esther Newman, editor of Women's Running, and in this episode I speak to Nikki Love, runner, adventurer and menopause goddess. I absolutely love talking to women who speak frankly about their bodies and their experiences of the weirdnesses being female can throw at us, and Nikki does all of that and then some. We pass straight into her experience of the menopause, as Nikki's experience is pretty grim listening, but also incredibly inspiring and interesting for those of us staring Menno in the face. She talks about the stuff that she had to push for at the docks, as traditional HRT wasn't working for her, and she also talks about the link between nutrition and menopause, which is fascinating. Now, you might be wondering what all this has to do with running, and the thing here is that Nikki isn't just your average plodder. When she runs, she really runs. She pretty much went from couch to 63 marathons in 63 days. And since that epic adventure, she has just tried to find more ways to push herself to the limits of her endurance. Those limits were tested earlier this year when she attempted 100 marathons in 100 days and ended up with a gruesome injury as a result. But as optimistic as ever, Nikki picked herself up and adjusted her training to suit. She talks to me about how she found out she was good at all this endurance stuff, how she's been kinder to herself these days and certainly pragmatic, and the adventures she has up her sleeve. She's just a superwoman. This episode is sponsored by Marcy, winners in the best strength category for their Inspire FTX trainer in this year's Women's Running Product Awards. The FTX trainer is a fantastic home gym that's perfect for the whole family. It comes with two independent pulley systems, quick adjust sliders and 30 positions, giving you the freedom of doing practically any exercise you want. The FTX trainer also has two independent weight stacks, a weight bench that can be used independently of the machine and five accessory add-ons. You can also train along live or stream on-demand professional training videos with your free one-year Inspire app subscription. The FTX trainer is available at Costco and exercise.co.uk for £2,199. It's also available on 0% Finance, exclusive to exercise.co.uk. 
As we're firm friends now, I think you should join us. If you become a member of Women's Running right now, you'll get a free base layer from Zero Fit worth £40. Just go to shop.womensrunning.co.uk and enter X21WRPOD at the checkout for your exclusive podcast-shaped deal. Happy running. It's lovely to see you again. It's been ages, isn't it? I think um, (laughs) because I saw you at the National Running Show last January 2020, I think. Yeah, yeah, it was 2020. Yeah, and um, I... (laughs) At that point, I think um, I remember Kate Percy giving me a nudge, like a, a properly sharp elbow, saying, you've got to talk to Nikki Love. And she, she was saying, um, at the time she said, uh, you need to speak to someone that's doing lots of running. I want you to speak to someone about menopause. You don't have enough menopause stuff in the magazine. And I was like, no, you're absolutely right. Fair, fair mm-hmm. game, fair game. And then we had a chat then, didn't we? Um, yeah, we did. About, about your running at that point. So, um yeah, uh, yeah. I, uh, actually, I was again. I was, I was looking through your magazine, thinking, "Hmm, I wonder if there's a room for an article uh, for for a spot uh, um, for menopause in there." Um, uh, I just don't know how I. Well, I, I'd put myself forward to write, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, uh, it's been quite a. Um, I'm going to say torrid experience. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, really? Yeah, I have been. Uh, it's taken um, quite a lot to co- fully comprehend what's going on. Um, so I've done a lot of research, um, and, and it's basically because my body was just saying, uh, you know, forced me to stop and, and say, you're going to have to learn about this. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, do you know, I thought that was so interesting when I was listening. I was listening to a piece on Radio 4 about, menopause and that when they were talking about it um they said the one of the big issues because it's it's so under researched and there's so there's such a huge lack of information um and they said one, one of the big issues is that the people that research it the people that want information about it are all women who are kind of approaching menopause or have gone through menopause and so there's so people you know those women there's only a kind of a, a very small portion of those women and then when they get to you know 55 60 or whatever they just stop looking into it so yeah. you know it's not like a lifetime's amount of, of study like you get with sort of disease or, or which kind of affects both sexes and yeah it's just uh it's yeah well I'm still in the throes of it and and um I had one of these experiences this morning it's like um you know how Facebook went down yesterday and I was like mm-hmm. oh my god my entire life is on there <laughs> yeah. my and my journal is on there my life journal and I'm just like oh I really have to go and take all that information off because my memory's not great <laughs> and yeah. all the memories are, are there and all the, the videos and everything like that but my uh, a, a memory came up this morning and it was five years ago that um I wrote on Facebook um that I'd been to the doctor's um, and um, my body was out of whack, and I couldn't explain it to the doctor. Mm-hmm. The doctor said, you're depressed, and I said, no, I'm not depressed, um, and there was so much stuff going on, and I just like, I was trying to describe it to him, um, and we, I said, I'm not leaving until you take blood from me because I, I was like, oh. <laughs> apparently this is a symptom as you get angry. <laughs> 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 um, and, yeah, I the bloods didn't show anything um and and it was just it's just on reflection working out that that was actually the first sort of episode of being perimenopausal 
and I couldn't <laughs> feel anything. I, it was like I was touching everything through, I don't know, foam. Um, and um, at the time I was a sports massage therapist and I'm like, I can't feel what I'm doing. I'm, I'm watching what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I couldn't feel what I was doing. And, and just all these things, and, and it, it lasted four months. And then um, during that four months, that for initial four months, I didn't have a period. Um, so I was kind of thinking that it might have had something to do with this, but all these other things were like, oh, that doesn't make sense. But that was because I just didn't understand that they were symptoms. Um, yeah. And then I got my period and then everything felt better again. It was like somebody flicked a switch. Um, and I'm, I'm still perimenopausal um and this is five years on and oh, wow. i had a bleed last week so i know i'm still perimenopausal uh, in that that yeah. phase. um but it over the five years i've done some really amazing things but progressively my body has has got um i'm not saying worse it, it just I've experienced more things and more things have gone wrong um and it's because I didn't quite understand what was essentially happening that I couldn't see inside of me Mm -hmm. um, until I broke. Um, So tell me about that. Tell me how, well, I mean, we'll probably, we'll we'll get onto your adventures and stuff, but because we've gone, we've piled straight to menopause, (laughs) (laughs) let's just do menopause. I mean, you know, you, you are an adventure queen, you do massive long run. So um so that's what you were used to doing yeah so so what happened what happened to your body what what did the menopause do to it um right so I was aware of things not quite working properly um but because I was uh an ultra runner adventure runner an endurance person I trained myself to go is it a is it an injury is it is it acute do I have to deal with it no, I can keep going. So use the mental fortitude to keep going and keep going and keep going. And and then last year, um, whilst I was aware of of, of things changing, um, last year when I did an adventure, which was kind of on the ridiculous um, <laughs> sphere, and, and so, <laughs> even for me, I think it's ridiculous. Um, I tried to run um the equivalent of running across australia on a treadmill um Mm. and and i got to a thousand miles in 40 days and um it was a repetitive strain injury that i picked up so i tore ligaments in my toes toe tendons sorry not not ligaments tendons Um, so i tore two tendons on my left foot um so that was the end of that adventure um, I got to a thousand miles. I thought, okay, well, you know, that that's pretty awesome. I'll I'll leave it there. Yeah. Um, rehab. Uh, well, I, I rested um, that, and six weeks later, actually, I think it was about seven weeks later, I just started running again, and I broke a toe on my right foot. That was an accident. I just kicked something hard, mm-hmm. um, and and so I was again out or resting for another. Um, it was another six weeks. Um, all the while I was able to cycle, so I was keeping my endurance levels up, um, uh, my aerobic conditioning up. Uh, when I was able to go back to running again, I wasn't running properly. And I thought, that's okay, I'm, I'm still fit and was able to run again. But little things like I, I, I didn't have good balance, I wasn't running properly, my gait was all over the place, but my endurance um, levels were still sky high. So I thought, okay, I'll, um, 
I'll, I'll get on with this next adventure that I, I planned on doing. Everything felt fine apart from me running awkwardly. Mm. Um, and so I decided to run. Um, this was May the 1st. I decided to run 100 marathons in 100 days. <laughs> Day 13, um, everything went wrong. I, I, I was in so much pain. And up to day, day 12, I felt great. But day mm-hmm. 13, it just all fell apart and oh, I had this pain in my butt and I could not I could not find what the pain was. I could move my leg. Um, uh, I was feeling around, being a sports massage therapist, um, mm. you know, I was feeling the muscles, the the, the joints, and, and it didn't make sense to me because I just couldn't pinpoint it. Got to the end of that, that marathon on day 13. By the time I got home, um, I couldn't walk. And I thought, you know, it's fine. I'll go to bed, wake up next day. I will walk the next marathon. I'll just keep going. Mm-hmm. Couldn't even walk. So I, I went to my um, my osteopath thinking, he just has to put some needles in me. Once I get going, I'll be fine. So um, did that, crawled into his office because I couldn't stand. Um, <sighs> and, and he just said, no, you're going to the hospital. Um and got to the hospital, they carried me in, uh, took me straight to um, X-ray, couldn't find anything. Um, the osteopath said, don't take that as um, there's nothing wrong because I know there's something wrong. Go mm. get an MRI scan. Um, and so I went and got an MRI scan and um, I uh, had a stress fracture in my pelvis um, oh, called the sacral allobone. Um and of course, you know, you, you, you look these things up and um, what it says is there's, um, it's, it's due to a deficiency. Um, and it's either very young um, women athletes, like elite athletes, mm-hmm. um, or 70 year old women. And I didn't fit into either of those categories. And I'm like thinking, well, what, what, what happened with me? Yeah. And, and basically, it is um, my bones um, have been deficient. Uh, I, you know, my body's not been absorbing um, uh, the vitamins and minerals, um, and and it's affected my bones. And um, I have now got old lady bones. Um, mm. And um, and the, once you started putting it all together, it was you know having diarrhea. Um, uh, having I was taking um HRT but I was taking it orally so I wasn't absorbing it and I kept on having these symptoms so like having um a totally soaked bed at night because I still had the hot flushes happening and I kept telling my doctor you know I'm taking this HRT but nothing seems to be changing Mm. Um, and and it was me having to stop um forced stop um to then work out what was going on. So I had bloods taken. I had um, a bone density scan. Um, I had to sort of reflect back of, of what was happening. Um, and, yeah, because of the – apart from the fact that I was doing these extreme distances, which, mm. you know, um, I trained to do. So, yes, I'm, I was getting older, but I still have trained my whole life to do these things. Mm. Um, the, the, it was the change in hormones and the getting progressively worse as, as I was going through this, these stages of um, perimenopause, uh, sorry, perimenopause, that my body just wasn't doing the thing that it normally does. And estrogen is a big um, 
part of uh, how your stomach works and how your body absorbs things. And, mm-hmm. and so I've just had to learn all of this stuff and, and work out how do I fix it, how do I go forward from here, can I still keep going forward from here, <laughs> did, did that mean the end of my running Did or, or, or do I have to learn to do things differently? And I've been really lucky in that I've had a lot of um, experienced um, professional people come in and say, this isn't the end, but you just have to be smarter. And I'd spent my <laughs> all my life going, all right, I can hear my body, but how much of it am I going to listen to now? I and and I didn't like the 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 information that was out there for perimenopause, mm-hmm. um, saying listen to your body, slow down, rest. Um, I'm like yeah. that's not what I do. That's not what I do. I'm <laughs> going to fight this. I'm going to fight it until it was forced upon me. And whilst I don't have to sort of take it to that other extreme of like, you know, um, (laughs) do nothing, um, Mm. I just have to be smarter at it. So it's taken a lot of time changing diet, understanding um, uh, what's going on in the body, changing my um, HRT medication to um, a a cream so that it's going through my skin, not through my Uh, my gut. Um, I'm interested in diet. What are you changing there? Uh, so that was so I thought I had a pretty good diet um, so it, it's eating a bit more um, probiotics uh, so uh, mm. sauerkraut stuff that I don't particularly like but um, it seems to be good for me <laughs> so yeah. a lot of fermented um, uh, uh, foods that are helping with gut bacteria mm-hmm. um, to try and improve that um, I still am noticing that I have diarrhea and it seems it seems to be cyclical um, that's the right word, cyclical, cyclical. Um, so I get... And is that a classic kind of perimenopausal symptom? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. I know. I didn't know it either until I started reading up on it. Um, and when I was doing my adventures, I was like, okay, I've, I've got diarrhoea, I've, I've really bad diarrhoea. It must be due to, due to the eating and running, mm. those two together. But actually there was another step involved there. Um, yeah. So I just have to notice a lot more and and um, listen to my body but then try and um, work out how to work together with my body, I guess, is is the answer to that. Yeah. yeah. So uh, what's it done with uh, in terms of your training? Because, you, you, I mean, you do these huge things, which we'll get onto in a sec, but mm. um, you do these massive, massive distances, which means that your training must be kind of almost constant. What, how has your cha- training changed as a result of that injury? Uh, well, the, knowledge. The, yeah. So um, I'm still in the process of trying to put it all back together again. Mm. Um, so the, the, since May, um, since May the 13th, uh, I haven't done much running. Um, I, I, I took four months off running, um, four months pretty much. The first three, four weeks I did no exercise, didn't even do upper body stuff. It was just, you know, I'm, mm. I'm going to lie down because I need to, my bones need to, my body needs to, I don't know, absorb everything it can. It's, there's a lot of stuff going on here to repair, so let's just mm-hmm. sort of like rein it all in um, and let the body repair and heal. Um, and then I started uh, swimming, cycling, and all these things I did, but I'd kind of, 
um, forgotten to do them, which is, again, another sort of like a <laughs> perimenopause thing is, is you have brain fog, um, but with aches and pains and stuff like that, I kept reverting to the thing that felt the best, the easiest, the most comfortable. And for me, that was running and it wasn't doing all the other stuff that mm -hmm. I used to do. So I put all of that back in. So swimming, cycling, I'm still not keen on sort of doing weights, but I am doing it. A lot of um, uh, barefoot stuff to, to start from the very bottom. So mm -hmm. repair those that my feet and get the strength back in my tendons and get my balance back. So that's been a lot of barefoot walking, a bare, um, balancing exercises to, to go right back to basics. Yeah. Um, and, and, um, and it's only in the last two weeks, three, three weeks that I've started running again. Mm -hmm. um, and the running is feeling really good. Um, everything feels good i feel mm. strong um and that's a really nice place to start um and um i will see how i go from here um mm. pushing it forward um the advice i've been given is that you know i can do these long distances i just have to be uh, very aware of um what's going on um again how i eat making sure that i'm getting um in particular the protein in mm -hmm. um but trying to keep my gut healthy and yeah just it's it's it this is going to be um my experiment i guess to see how i can come back from from that broken place yeah. um so yeah so what i mean what what kind of what what do you wish you'd known before entering into perimenopause what do you <sighs> Because I wish, I mean, there's so much I wish I'd, I'd known. Um, I, so, hmm, what do I wish I'd known? I kind of knew that it was very variable. Um, mm. Everybody has a different experience. Um, my periods, I wish I'd known that you don't just stop your, your period just yeah. doesn't get lighter 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 Me mine too. Went, yeah mine went the opposite it went heavier 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 Me too. and i'm thinking yeah. oh this isn't right yeah. um and the heavier periods led to um uh iron deficiencies yeah iron deficiencies in themselves don't help with your your mental um capacity mm -hmm. um and uh, and then again, that all then impacts other things um, around your body. Um, I wish I'd probably understood where what estrogen um, and progesterone does inside your body. Um, mm -hmm. I think that's it, I, it's not just sort of like in your ovaries; it's everywhere. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, the the understanding that. If I was to advise somebody um, younger than me um, that taking HRT is not a bad thing. I was um, going to say I, about that. It's got such a bad rap, hasn't it? It but, has, yeah. You know. And I just kept thinking, I'm an athlete. This is what I do. I adapt. My body will train into this. Mm -hmm. My body didn't train into this because I just didn't fully comprehend it. I don't even think it will <laughs> train into it. Mm -hmm. It might once I get to the menopausal phase and postmenopausal phase when everything has settled down and there's not fluctuations. Um, but, yeah, that's 
five years of being a fluctuating hormonal um, uh, everything going on um, mm-hmm. place. Um, and if I'd known more about it, I would have opted in earlier mm-hmm. to try and calm it down a little bit to help the whole process um but you know this is the hindsight thing is that you live and learn and um and what you do from that point is share um so that's kind of where i'm at at the moment um and yeah i'm i'm trying to share what i've learned i I know that's very specific to me but Mm -hmm. there will be other people who have similar things um yeah for sure for sure so um i wanted to I mean, you know, the reason I want to talk to you is, is, uh, is menopause, but also these, like, frankly, terrifying adventures that you've been doing for ages and ages. And I mean, like, I, I've, I was going to talk to you, first of all, about Malta and Gozo, but I'm not even entirely sure that's the first one. No, what's, it wasn't what's the, the first, first thing that you did? And why did you decide to do these crazy things? <laughs> Uh, the first thing I did was um, actually back in 2010, um, and that was I, I ran seven marathons in seven days, um, and and it really was just this thing of I read all these books and I wanted to find out what I was capable of, mm-hmm. um, and um, there was two books in particular that that really sort of triggered that felt thought process of actually you know what you go, go give this thing a go um and one of them was uh written by rosie swale pope who is um just a totally amazing um uh a british adventurer mm-hmm. um another one was um a british uh, no sorry an american man dean Carnesi's. he ran 50 marathons in 50 days in 50 yeah. states so those two books combined made me think well let's you know go see what you're capable of doing so that was the seven marathons in seven days. So, but you were you were already a runner, I take it. At I that was point. a runner, yeah, yeah. So I I was a runner. Um, I have run since I was at at, at high school. So mm-hmm. I made the the cross country team, and that was that was me. I, I've been a runner ever since. So since I was I don't know twelve or thirteen. Mm-hmm. Um, but running was always just this thing that I did. Um, it was in the background. Um, I, I was a, a fitness instructor, an aerobics uh, instructor, personal trainer. Running was that little thing that I did personally for myself over there mm-hmm. that kept me over here able to do the stuff that I did with, with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, kept me fit, kept me healthy. I enjoyed it. It was, there was, it was just the fun part of, of kind of my business or, or my work. Um, and it wasn't until... I, I came to the UK um, and um, I was here sort of uh, on my own. Um, I, well, that's not true. I didn't come here on my own. I came here with a partner, um, but I didn't have any family or friends here. And, mm. and so, you know, running was a thing that I could take with me. Um, and I ran around Nottingham to learn about the, the place mm-hmm. um, and sort of went back to just running um, as as my form of fitness uh, because I hadn't come here to work as a fitness instructor or work in a gym or anything like that. Um, but it wasn't long before, you know, I started taking people out running again and um, and it wasn't until after I had um, my baby um, in 2001 
that I wanted to go back to this, try this idea of long distance running. I wanted to run a marathon mm-hmm. and I had wanted to run a marathon before I got pregnant, but um, I, I put that aside. And then once I had uh, my son, it, it was the only thing in my head. It's like, I've got to run a marathon. Um, <laughs> and uh, I uh, attempted the Nottingham marathon without having done any training. <gasps> <laughs> yeah. Not, done, not the smartest thing to do, but I'll put that down to pregnancy brain (laughs) (laughs) and so desperate to, to run again after not running at all during the pregnancy. And that, uh, yeah, I, I attempted the Nottingham marathon and got to mile 19 and went, I can't do this (laughs) and, um, and, and gave up and, uh, went home to my little baby who was six months old. And I went, that's not the story I want to tell him that, you, you know, mum gave up. Um, I'm going to do something about this. I'll actually train. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I entered another race when I got home, um, having failed my very first attempt at a marathon, mm-hmm. um, and got into the London marathon. Cause that was a time when you could just <sighs> get into the London Marathon (laughs) Um, and did the London Marathon six months later with six months of proper training and completed my first marathon. That was kind of how I got into marathon running Um, and that's how it led to the seven marathons in seven days. yeah, sort of fast forward from there. Fast forward is a, is quite a big jump. Um, I didn't do anything between 2010 and 2016. <laughs> I just kind of ran. Um, I was working for myself. I was t- coaching other people to do all these amazing things because mm-hmm. um, I was the woman who did this kind of crazy thing, and I was like, I was the person who was like encouraging to. what do you want to do with this um, exercise? You Mm. you come to me as a uh, for personal training. What is it that you want? What do you really want? And and I I was just sort of, I kept digging and digging to get people to tell me these, um, their deep down sort of uh, ambitions and goals Mm -hmm. because I had them. And and so I figured other people who were training must have them as well. And that was kind of that realisation was actually, I've got these goals, I've got these dreams, um, mm. and I'm not following them. I'm telling, I'm encouraging other people to do it, but I'm not actually doing it myself. So that was when I decided that that whole Dean Carnese's book, 50 Marathons in 50 Days, um, was sort of like that was actually the thing that I wanted to do when I did the seven and seven <gasps> um, and yeah. uh, uh, decided that, you know, it was time to go back to um following my own dreams, my own goals, and mm-hmm. actually giving it a go. Um, and with the fact that I was turning 50 uh, was like the catalyst to say, all right, come on, let's get this show on the road and let's give it a go. So that's how um, the the big adventures um, started. But, the, but you, did a, you did a bit better than Dean, though, didn't you? What, what did you do? <laughs> yeah, it was kind of a, it, it was just, a, a again, a, a series of events. Um, so I wanted to run the 50 marathons in 50 days. Um, so I started looking how I could do that here in the UK. Um, and I happened to come across an article um, that said that the world record for most consecutive marathon distances by a woman, it's a great big long title, um, was uh, held by a British woman and she'd run 60 marathons in 60 days. And I'm like, oh, okay. So if I'm doing 50, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to try and do 60. <laughs> and if I'm going to do 60, then I'm going to try and beat it. So yeah. that's how the whole process came along that, 
I was going to run 63 marathons in 63 days and it was going to be an adventure because I wanted to see all of the UK and how was I going to make that look and I picked out all these different locations throughout the UK I wanted to visit here I wanted to see this I wanted to do that um, and so I ended up with 63 <gasps> marathons in 63 different locations and um didn't quite work out that way. I did the 63 marathons, but um, a lot of obstacles came up. A lot of things went wrong. My van broke down mm. um, and the um, adventure had to twist and turn and, and change. And you know what? It changed for the better because during those 63 marathons that I'd originally planned, I hadn't intended to go to any primary schools, but because my van broke down, I ended up back in Nottingham um, to, to run while I was getting the van fixed, mm-hmm. running every day. And um, friends um, who were head teachers said, you know, come and visit the schools. You did this um, six years ago uh, when you ran your seven marathons in seven days. Come and visit our schools. Come talk to the kids. And, um, and so from that point on, I think that was week three um Mm. I actually then started visiting schools as well as on on my during my marathons um and and now that is a big part of what I do um when I do an adventure um I get primary schools to join in and I get to talk to the children about you know this fun side of running and sometimes it's hard, but, you know, you, you still, if you believe in yourself and and you give it a go and you you, you can have a lot of fun along the way. So that's now my thing. <laughs> <laughs> and you did. So did you do 63 marathons in 63 days? I sure did. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that is amazing. And did you do that injury free? That's my thing. Absolutely. Um, I oh, had niggles. Um uh, after the in the second week, um, my body was starting to say, "Oh, this is hard," mm. <laughs> and I had niggles. Um, but be- again, because I had this background in, in sports therapy, I was able to know that what was happening and why. So my my quad was sore because I was running on the side of a road. So I was on the camber. So you know, my mm. right thigh was overworked. I had to start, you know, had to sort of opposite sides, uh, you know, to, to even it out. So I was able to sort of keep notice of things. But other than sore quads um, in the first two weeks, uh, I didn't get any blisters. I Actually, no, that's not quite true. I, I didn't get any blisters on my feet. Um, my feet held up perfectly. I mm. got blisters on my back because I ran with a backpack. Um, uh. And, and so I had a lot of um, uh, welts and blisters um, from my backpack, mm. um, uh, depending on the weather, you know, it, when it rained, it, they got worse. Uh, and I had, I, <laughs> but other than that, no, I, I got through it um, injury free and, and my feet were in a really good state. And um, yeah, I, I, I just, I had a ball, but I did. Um, sort of jumping back to perimenopause mm. during those 63 days so that's just over two months I had my period three times um, and and three times mm. um, I had uh, diarrhea with those periods um, <sighs> and they were heavy bleeds as well and 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 so I was quite a mess <laughs> so yeah. there is nothing um, uh, a um, there's nothing um, it's it's a 
it's um, not, I can't even think of what the right word is, um, uh, not glorious. <laughs> you don't look beautiful when you run a marathon or, or ultra. No. No. So really I, I was a, it was a bit of a mess, actually. Um, and yeah. I try and talked about that um, without obviously going into too much detail. But, yeah, there was a, a lot of mess mm. <laughs> and, um a lot of hormones as well so there was a lot of tears and I could I, I just thought I was tired but I wasn't actually there was there was probably a little bit more going on there mm-hmm. I was very hormonal yeah and when, yeah. You, when you reached that final day did you want to stop or did you want to carry on mm, that's a good question um I wanted to carry on but I had commitments um and I wasn't sure why I wanted to carry on I think it was more of like, well, I've got to this point. What if I just keep going? Because um, uh, I don't think I'll, will I ever be able to get back to this point again where I can run these, this consecutive uh, marathons. Mm. Um, And um, yeah, it was just, should I, shouldn't I? But I'd I'd made a, a, a decision that that was the, you know, 63 was going to be my goal, made commitments afterwards. So Mm -hmm. it was, there was, probably more of I'd created a habit so I wanted to continue the habit but it wasn't necessary yeah um so yeah there was a, a lot of um emotions on that next day of like oh, oh, I should, I be, should I be running this or should I not yeah. um yeah but it was it was um it was an awesome experience and um along the way I had lots of people join me um a lot of people ran their first marathon with me oh lovely which was awesome um put people pushing themselves beyond what they thought they could possibly do so mm-hmm. um having that experience was um absolute icing on the cake to my own personal sort of accomplishment so yeah it was it was just a an amazing adventure yeah yeah it does sound it and it, I mean, it's one of a number of adventures that you have done as we've touched on and um I was wondering if you could explain like which which of these adventures I mean there's Malta there's Ireland there's Wales there's I mean you know which which has been the toughest which has been the most challenging um they mm, most challenging uh again is is down to perimenopause Mm. um was the um uh the run across the Netherlands uh because I was on my own um, I was trying to push myself. I was in training as for what I considered. I was in training to, um, I wanted to run across Australia. Um, that was sort of like my next big thing. Um, and I wanted to see what I was capable of doing. And again, it, it, perimenopause, um, uh, doing that whilst bleeding, um, being in a country where I didn't know where I could pick things up from, mm-hmm. um, my brain not working properly, trying to read a map and getting lost. Um, and uh, yeah, it, there was just stack upon stack of things and, and it was just that timing. Um, but you know, I did that, um, and got through it and, um, yeah, there were, it, it was, that was a tough um, adventure, but I got through it. And and with all of these things that I do, um, I sort of try and look back and go, what did I learn from it? Um, mm-hmm. Can I improve? Um, did I have to change things? Um, and actually from that one, um, because 
I didn't think that my brain was working properly. I couldn't make decisions properly. Um, that was when I started looking into HRT. So it had mm. actually triggered that um, uh, uh, process. So, um, you know, goods, there was good that came from it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how would you, I mean, you're just, you know, incredibly adventurous. I mean, how, but some of us are not, you see, I think this is the issue. <laughs> how, how would you persuade those of us who are a slightly less adventurous persuasion how would you how would you persuade us to tackle an adventure and what should we do right so um i i often wonder what am i good at and i'm not particularly great at running i, I really aren't I'm, I'm i'm just uh somebody who likes to go out running um mm-hmm. but what is it that um i'm good at and it's being curious and and that, that curiosity um, has led me to be more adventurous um, and keep pushing the boundaries um, and knowing that I can fail and it's okay mm-hmm. um, uh, because you don't self-implode. You don't, you know, your life doesn't fall apart if you don't make it to an end of, you know, a finish line. Mm. And that's what I've been, you know, that's what running has brought to me. Um, I feel really strong and confident in that space, in my in my lycra, in my shorts, uh, my t-shirts, um, and so whilst my it seems like my adventures are big, um, they didn't start that way. They started of just running around the block at home as a kid, as a teenager, um, and it was that curiosity that kept. Uh, me going, oh, well, I wonder if I can. I wonder if I can. What is the worst thing that can happen? And the worst thing is that maybe I can't. And and there's been many I can't um, along the way, but mm. I haven't stopped and I haven't said, well, that defines me because I'm obviously not very good at this stuff. Um, so, so if I was telling somebody else, it would be like, well, just start from where you are. It's okay. And then do that and say wow and then go okay I wonder if I can do maybe just a little bit more mm-hmm. and it's that little bit more and and you know I'm 54 so this has been little bit mores over well nearly 50, uh, 40 years so mm-hmm. you know it, it it's just a progressive thing and being comfortable and confident and being able to go back and say well actually you know what I survived that so you know there must be strengths in there so take those strengths and move forward and give something else a go and just keep going and keep going and keep going so that's how I kind of ended up this way (laughs) (laughs) yeah I love that I mean I think you're um you're such an inspiring role model for you know perimenopausal women everywhere really you know perimenopausal runners um, and I know that that's it, it's it's great that you are like so open about talking about the things that you have uh, experienced along the way and how you keep on adventuring despite or because or whatever. Um, but I know that you're equally passionate. You touched on it earlier. You're equally passionate about kind of um, speaking to girls in primary school um, and and kind of encouraging them too. I was wondering where that came from. Hmm. Um. <laughs> I guess this is not going to set, I don't want this to sound in a negative way, but as I was growing up, as I was a teenager, I was always told to be more confident 
um, be more self-confident. And I, I always thought that I was because I always thought, well, I can do this. But people around me, because I was quiet, um, it came across as maybe not confident. Mm. And, and it did knock me, but it didn't stop me. And um, I just, when I go and talk to um, kids and in particular the girls, I, I ask them, you know, if, if they think they can do this, that I, this stuff that I'm doing as they get older and sort of the younger ones go, yeah, 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 yeah. And then as they start getting older, they, they go, oh, I don't know, I don't mm. know, I don't think so. Yeah. And and somewhere along the lines, you, you get knocked a little bit. or, or yeah. and, and, and that was those words were never meant to knock me. They were meant to lift me up, but actually they probably didn't. Um, and so when I talk to um, the kids, I talk about um, these inner traits and inner qualities, and I call them superpowers. Um, and and it's these things. It's not the running side. It's it's these internal characteristics. So it's being ambitious and being brave, um, being persistent and resilient, um, being um, adaptable, um, and being proud, um, happy, and and of course doing it from a place of love, um, love for yourself, love for um, the thing you're doing, love for people around you, and um, and if you have these things and you understand that you've got these things, then um, actually they're the things that are going to take you more through school, through an adventure, through um, life. <laughs> um, and and that's that's the the that's what I'm I, I'm actually passionate about. That, that if I can get that message across, then perhaps um, these kids will sort of grow up thinking, yeah, it's okay. I'm I'm strong. I can do this. Oh, that's lovely. I, mean, I you've you've written a book as yeah. well, haven't you? What what was that about? And are you going to write another one? <laughs> uh, well, actually, you know, I, I've I've written two. Uh, I've written three books actually. <gasps> three books. Ah, <laughs> uh, got that wrong. Bad research. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the two books in particular, um, one's the 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 ver- adult version of my sixty three marathons in sixty three days, um, and it's called with a little dash of crazy because people said that I was a little bit crazy, um, and and it is the story about the sixty three marathons, um, but uh, I because I was talking at primary schools. Um, a teacher oh yes, you did. Didn't you? Yeah, I yeah. forgot. So yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so a teacher had said to me, "Do you have a? Is is this a children's version?" I said, "Well, you know, kids could read it, but it's probably not." A children's version so mm. um, I thought well you know what I'll make a children's version and how do I go about um, making a children's version oh no I'll write it in rhyme <laughs> and you know what I thought that would be really easy and it really wasn't <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's been an absolute um, blast um, and uh, I have loved it um, and it's sort of it extended me pushed me um, to to write this children's version um, of the adventure in a way that a kids will like it um, mm. it's not too uh, it, it's it's not too too dumbed down but it's not too over the top either um, and um, sort of tells the adventure but also encourages um, the kids to think about what they've got that they could do yeah uh, yeah so yeah it's it's been a fun fun experience wow and so um tell me what's next because you're 
bound to be planning something. So, uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, the, Australia was always the thing that I wanted to do after running the 63 marathons. All these other things have been training runs for Australia. So running around yeah. Ireland was a training run. Um, running a thousand miles on a treadmill was a training run. <laughs> oh my God. Um, uh, so, and I, I got very close last year. Um, had my tickets booked and then COVID happened and yeah. and, and so it didn't happen. So getting to Australia didn't happen, but um, it, it appears that Australia's borders are going to be um, opening up soon. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's where my focus is going to lie on um, getting to Australia and running across Australia. So that has been a dream and a, uh, an ambition um, since 2013, so it's been a long time in my head. Yeah, uh, and I have plotted the route. Um, I've made Plan Bs um, for the route. I have looked at it through Google Maps. Um, I have um, done a, a, a school kids program to for kids to come and join me. Um, so yeah, I think that's that's it. I just that's now the focus. How I do it with um, old lady bones. <laughs> old lady bones. I mean, so, and would this be? Are you talking about next year, or is it yeah, a little bit further off? Next, next year, year, even with the, the stress bones. fracture. <laughs> oh my goodness, May. <laughs> so, are you already? Are you? You know, your first one is that that you're beginning to train again basically yeah yeah so i'm i'm going i'm starting right at this at the 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 start which was that i had to get to 5k so i've done that um mm-hmm. uh, um and now it's it's slowly but surely adding distance on whilst trying to make sure i stay strong um so there is a combination of of cycling and um stand up paddle boarding for balance um uh, so a lot and fun mm-hmm. um and um so uh, there, there's the combination of training. Mm-hmm. I know my endurance is there. Um, endurance isn't the issue. It's um, uh, will everything sort of um, hold together um, and doing that with um, some advice um, and being smart in watching what I'm doing, how I'm, how I'm responding. Um, the, the goal is to do it next year, uh, but obviously it is dependent on how my body um, reacts. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm just sort of like hoping that it's, it's I, I'm in a place now where I'm understanding it more um and i i will be able to i don't know tick this this uh, goal off uh tick this dream off do you, so, do, you, do you think like um as a result of like the kind of setbacks that you've had that you will have a better time of it uh yes <laughs> yeah um when you do have setbacks um you you either sort of let them eat at you or mm. you let them fuel you um and give you more passion for what uh trying to get to them um i Mm. think that's the right word it's not it won't be the be all and end all you know if if i don't get this thing done then you know my life's a a disaster um Mm. but it just gives me that more passion and drive to actually uh do this thing and um i have uh um 
other reasons for doing it. So we, we, we have got a, a, a kids program um, attached with it. I'm working with Marathon Kids UK um, and they're going to sort of get schools involved um, from this end. Mm-hmm. Um, and it might not look exactly the way I wanted it to. You know, I, I did have this world record that I wanted to attempt and actually that has is not the highest priority anymore. The priority is going out there and and, and enjoying it, um, mm. having fun. Um, I want to see and do my best, absolutely. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it, the, there is a different driver at this point. I just, I, I can't believe that. That you're going, you're basically doing couch to Australia. Yeah, couch just... to Australia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much how it is, how it has come about, yes. Starting God, right at the very, very, very beginning. Very um, beginning, yeah. And uh, that's it. If people do come and see what I'm doing, watch what I'm doing, um, I, I really have started from not being able to balance on one leg um, and mm. and I've taken the time to improve all of that stuff bit by bit by bit. I am lucky because I know that I've done similar to this before so the memory is there mm. um, but I still have to do all the work and you just take it bit by bit and um and then ultimately throw yourself in that's just like the most stupendous kind of advice for all of us isn't it bit by bit and then just chuck yourself in (laughs) 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 oh my god i'm gonna take that to heart i really am (laughs) next time on the workshop we're hoping to have smashed our first holly and esther park run If you've got any questions for us, do please email me at esther.newman at anthem.co.uk as we'd love to include your thoughts and queries in a future podcast. This podcast was recorded over Zoom. The editor and composer was David Newman. Please hit like and subscribe. That way you won't miss the next episode. If you become a member of Women's Running Plus right now, not only will you receive our brilliant magazine every month, but we'll also send you a free base layer from ZeroFit. A year's membership is just $39.99 and that ZeroFit base layer is worth £40. That's pretty good, right? Become a member and you'll get Women's Running every single month, access to all of our back issues and we'll send you loads of discounts to running stuff as well. Just go to shop women'srunning.co.uk and enter x21wrpod at the checkout for your exclusive podcast shaped deal and it's perfect for christmas presents too happy running Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 